Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys dive into the insane list of announcements made at this year's Disney Investor Day and give an update on Mike's Star Wars journey. So, what's Disney's Investor Day 2020? another episode of star wars i mean showboys i mean what's the difference these days am i right it's all we talk about all the time we will stop in february no we won't we can't it's not possible should we just call it the star wars boys the star Star boys Boys. star boys (laughs) yes all those are great options um but Thank you for joining us for another episode of Showboys. My name is Mike, and with me as always, my good friend Nick. Um, And we are here to talk about stuff and things. Things and stuff, specifically. Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, uh, before we get started, we do have a little announcement that we're both kind of excited about. Um, We... We'll be starting a new podcast series um, starting January 13th. We will be bringing you a new podcast series from Showboys, that's us, centered around all the news and rumors in the film and gaming industries. So every other Wednesday, we'll be having, uh, we will be bringing you the stories in a short form podcast to stay current in the ever changing film and gaming industries. So this will be including things like, new movie or show releases, casting rumors, drama, and gaming news topics. Uh, These episodes, by nature, will be much shorter than our typical two-hour marathons. Um, And just be to keep us all, you know, up to date on, on the current news, and we'll just be touching on these stories. And, uh, yeah, you never know. They might, uh, trail off into you know real regular showboys episodes where we banter and theory craft for hours and hours um but yeah we just wanted to let you guys know uh so be on the lookout um hopefully we'll be having this you know starting january 13th and i'm excited uh i hope you're excited nick hyper excited I think it'll be good. It'll be a good sub-segment that just kind of breaks its way from our normal two and a half hours where we kind of, you know, we cover news here and there, but we'll, we'll get a little better at it and focus with this little series. Yeah, I'm excited. It should be fun. Um, but yeah, so the, the topic for tonight's episode um, 
as we kind of, as I kind of had like a Freudian slip there in the beginning <laughs> in our intro there, um, shocking, we will be talking a little bit about Star Wars. And then, um, yeah, there was this, uh, this big, you know, semi-big little press conference slash, you know, investor day stream uh, by this, this small indie company named Disney. Um, where they just dropped a nuclear bomb of announcements of movies and shows uh, on us. So um, you know we had been t- we have been you know going back and forth about some of the announcements that were made, uh, particularly a lot of the Star Wars ones. Um, but you know there were other things from Marvel and you know all the you know million other <laughs> companies that Disney has swallowed up uh like fx uh you know their disney plus streaming service um <clears throat> pixar the disney animated movies all that stuff they made so many announcements so we're going to kind of go through all the announcements that were made and kind of talk about the ones that we're most excited about and yeah uh i'm excited exciting exciting oh. show tonight oh yeah and i mean i haven't watched it I've read just, you know, the blurbs of it and just seeing what's kind of all the hot news from it. Um, obviously, you're recapping things like that. Um, but I did hear that it was pretty rapid fire, um, uh, them just kind of cruising through things. But I was really yeah. interested to see in the details people were picking up because, you know, there's the stage and the, behind they had the big screen where there were images or like some sort of animation maybe that we related to what they're talking about. So um, I found a, some, a few cool things that people were discussing as to how they were interpreting that imagery behind them Ooh. as they discuss these topics. Interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. Um, I tried watching a stream that I found on YouTube. And probably like the first hour was was literally like investor talk. Like, this is how many new subscribers that we've grown in the last year and this is blah 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 and i was like oh god shoot me now um That's and the then i was stuff. just like yeah i was just, I was just like uh, okay i'm just gonna go find a an article um but yeah before we do that uh it's only fair that we we give an update on my star wars journey uh thanks to the mandalorian companion series that we do and uh, Nick's <clears throat> encouragement. Uh, I've I've become invested now in Star Wars, and I'm super, just like captivated by you know the universe and the lore and all these crazy stories. Uh, so I decided to. If you haven't been listening to our Mandalorian companion series, um. You know, you might not know this, but if you have been listening, you are very aware of <laughs> the growth of my Star Wars fandom throughout season two of The Mandalorian. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess where where do you want to start with this, Nick? Like, where where should we start? Should we just start from the beginning of your Star Wars journey? Yeah, yeah l- let's like, let's let's get the quick recap. I think we have it. I think we have this. If if anyone out there has listened to every single show, boys, you probably know the story. 
I'm just going to assume <laughs> that not everyone listening has heard every sto- show voice. So, yeah. Just take uh, it from okay. the top. From the top. All right. So, I, up until season two of Mandalorian, I've, I've had very limited viewing of anything Star Wars. Uh, I have seen the original trilogy, but that was early on in my childhood. So, you know, the, the, the details and the nuance of all of those three movies are kind of foggy. However, you know, I know most of the big, you know, refer- pop cul- culture Star Wars references from those movies. Um, I did see Rogue One in theaters when it was released, which apparently was four years ago now. Wasn't that kind of like yesterday or something? The four-year anniversary yeah. of that movie being released? Yeah, somewhere um, in there. So I, I saw that in theaters, and then immediately after that, I decided to rewatch episode four, um, you know, because Rogue One leads up to episode four. And I had a whole plan of like, I'm going to rewatch the original trilogies now. Uh, but that was before they were on sh- the streaming services, right? So I had to like go to Family Video, which if you don't live in Ohio, uh, you might not know what Family Video is, uh, but it's a local video rental store, you know, one of the few that actually still exists this day and age. Uh, so I found I found uh, episode four at the video store, watched it, and then I was like, well, that was, that was kind of a hassle. I don't really want to do that. So I kind of like, stopped uh fast forward to season one of the mandalorian and i watched it as it released um wasn't super uh like captivated by season one i thought it was an okay show i didn't hate it but i didn't love it and we talked about that a lot actually you know at in the office nick um as season one was out and uh yeah then didn't watch any Star Wars stuff until season two came out and we decided to do the Mandalorian companion series. Uh, so our decision to start uh, the Mandalorian companion series with season two of the Mandalorian uh, kind of like, I don't know if my enjoyment of season two would have been the same had we not done the companion series and I had you to like, guide me through the references and point out all the like cool details of things. Uh, so in doing our companion series, I kind of like really started to get into the story of the Mandalorian, which then I learned, you know, was like kind of telling stories that were touched on uh, in some of the animated things, shows like rebels and clone wars. And you know, obviously characters like Ahsoka and Boba Fett coming into play. Uh, so, you know, between the amazing episodes of season two of The Mandalorian and, you know, us getting together on the weekend and talking about it for, you know, an hour or so and you just really drilling all the details and stuff into my brain, I was like, okay this is actually really amazing and I'm so mad at myself that I've put Star Wars off for so long. And I think, like, I kind of put it off for so long because, like, everybody liked it and I didn't want to like it because everyone thought it was cool type thing, if that makes any sense. 
Um, but yeah, so basically Nick, through the companion series, got me to start watching the animated series Rebels, which I plowed through two seasons of. Uh, along the way, I think maybe before I started Rebels, I watched Solo. Was that what you told me to do? Yeah, because basically you had watched Rogue One, you'd kind of watched Episode Four. Then I I was like, yeah, watch watch Solo, get that one out of the way. Um, That's right. Because that that kind of like you know that brings you into like kind of Episode Five. I think you watched that one, right? Uh, not since I've decided okay. to go and like really go in. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I watched Solo upon your recommendation. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was a really fun movie. Uh, and then got right into Rebels, plowed through two seasons pretty quickly. And right around that time is when I think Boba Fett, no, was it Boba's episode or Ahsoka's episode where basically you're like, all right, you need to pause. You need to watch the prequels. You need to, you need to get into Clone Wars. Yeah, it was, well, no, the the big thing there was the end of, season two of rebels um, ah yes 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 the end the finale there which brings in ahsoka that's right uh and, and all that darth, the darth maul fight and yeah, the vader fight yeah mm-hmm. so i was texting you as that was happening i'm like oh my gosh this is crazy and you're like bro you need to like pause right there and like i know this is gonna sound very cumbersome but you have to get through all of this stuff before you pick that back up <laughs> yeah and i mean if, okay, Rebels is a great show and good place to like kind of start. But two, you know, two things were happening at that time. One, you were they were you know, Rebels brings in a ton of characters and storylines kind of crossing over each other at that point in the show halfway through. Also, with Mandalorian, the storyline was really starting to pick up as well um, by their inclusion of Ahsoka, them referencing things that show up in rebels and just all this stuff started to kind of converge and it just didn't make sense for you not to now get all this other backstory, if you will, out of the way. Um, Cause more and more they are trending in the direction of, you know, these newer storylines from like Dave um, mm-hmm. and like clone wars and rebels. So, I think we're going to see more of that before we see more of the prequels. So it's just better that you just knock all the prequel stuff out. Yeah. So I think it was two weekends ago. Uh, I just slammed through the prequels one a night. Um, and you know, I, I remember them kind of generally getting some, some negative reactions, some disdain back when they came out, um, from like the OG star Wars fans. Um, but not being an OG Star Wars fan and just kind of coming into this, trying to understand storylines and stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed the prequels. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe visually not that great. I'm sure at the time it was probably, you know, really cool looking, uh, but it didn't, didn't quite age well. Uh, but the storylines there, I, I really enjoyed and they kind of helped, Set a few things up, definitely made, you know, some things start to make sense. Uh, I, 
you know, after watching episode three, I'm now down the, uh, like, just giant meme rabbit hole, which has been just a whole other, like, amazing experience in my life. <laughs> the, th- the thing the thing that ages <clears throat> the best from the prequels is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Ewan McGregor there. Like, he's just undying. Yes. Um, unaging. Especially as, as he's kind of the meme lord of that era. Yeah, I totally can see that for sure. <laughs> and and um, when you started saying that, you're like, I have now discovered Star Wars memes. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great point because there's definitely a whole Twitter account. One of my Twitter accounts, or not Twitter, um, Instagram accounts, where I follow way too many like Star Wars meme profiles and it's just yes. endless gold. Well, like, like uh, I think I mentioned it in last week's, or uh, I don't know, the the last Mandalorian companion series episode that uh our the podcast's instagram page because we post so much about star wars lately um a lot of the suggested uh like Mm, people or whatever that pop up in the feed are like star wars accounts you know some of them are cool ones that like explain lore and like all that stuff but most of them are just meme accounts and i'm just like scrolling through our podcast instagram feed for hours just like oh my god that's an amazing meme that's an amazing meme um so yeah th- that secretly might be the best thing that has come out of this entire star wars journey for me uh, is the new treasure trove of memes yeah. that i've stumbled and- upon Yeah, and like it crossed my mind to kind of say watch episode two, watch all of Clone Wars, and watch episode three. But episode three is just like the band aid that just needs to be ripped off, and like it just needs added to your brain. Um, and there's just no way to introduce it other than watching it right after two. And Clone Wars just has to be the infill that you get later. Um, yeah. Ideally, if you could watch, if you could watch the last four episodes of season seven clone wars and episode three at the same time that would be ideal hmm. that's not possible that is not possible um but yeah so slam through the prequels uh and then you know at the start of last week i i started the long long journey of the clone wars animated series uh i think i'm like three quarters like three quarters of the way through the first season um you know, there's some nights uh, that I'm not able to, you know, get on the couch and watch episodes, but I I try to squeeze an episode in whenever possible. Uh, for example, today jumped on the elliptical in the old basement and watched an episode while I was on the elliptical. So, hey. uh, yeah, there's that. I I watched an episode before we I jumped on here to record with you. So you know, just finding time. There, it's nice that they're like 20 minutes long. Um, yeah. You get some filler episodes. You get the main story episodes. Um, they have lists where there's just like the abridged version of the Clone Wars, where that you there's just the essential episodes. But yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, I'm a completionist at heart, so I have no options but to watch front to back. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. I think. I think honestly that I, I kind of like Rebels a little more at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just at least you know, just where I am in in both series, I I've, I was more entertained with Rebels, but there have been a a few 
episodes of Clone Wars that have been super good that I was like, okay, if if we get more episodes, you know, if seasons trend in to be more like these episodes, then I, I will just absolutely love this, which I think is kind of the trend that I can expect. Yes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Clone Wars was, you know, is the parent, if you will, to Rebels. Um, it, it came first. They tried different things with that, but eventually Clone Wars does fall into its groove, where Rebels very much so was set from its beginning. That makes sense. Um, plus, plus Rebels was purely um, a brand new story, if that makes sense, to where they were exploring a less close-ended period of time. Clone Wars dis- definitively happens between two specific events being two specific movies. So yeah. it has a definitive beginning and end, and there's all this information about what happens in between. So, you know, that's why there are just kind of like filler episodes where there's a lot of characters they cover. Um, and Rebels was more like, hey, here's our band of heroes. Here's their problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed the animated series. Series is series. What, like how, series? Is that the plural of series? series? Just series? It's just series. <laughs> Those yeah. two animated series uh, I've really enjoyed. Um, but yeah. that's I've also enjoyed you know, all the movies I've watched. I, I would say to this point, uh, probably Rogue One and Solo are, are near the top for me. Uh, but I think that is solely because they're kind of standalone-ish, you know? Uh, so I could just well, kind of enjoy them as is, and I'm sure once I, I catch up completely in the filmography of Star Wars, I can go back and rewatch those, and they'll just be better, because I understand all of the things, you know. Yeah, I mean that's completely fair to say because I love Solo and Rogue One, and actually recently, and I think this is because of what you said earlier, Rogue One's anniversary um, of releasing is upon us and it was trending and i saw a quick little excerpt or article that was saying that it is being dubbed um a fan basically fans favorite star wars movie at this point it has aged very well hey dope that's awesome um and i do not disagree i do not disagree i i can endorse that um without you know breaking down a you know a flow chart and going super nerd i'm not going to (laughs) dissect exactly what my favorite star wars movie is but i can tell you rogue one is up there that's awesome um yeah i I think i also having the opportunity to see that in theaters i think also kind of makes it more of my favorite one of my favorite things that i've seen so far just because like movies on this scale are meant to be experienced in a theater so i I was glad i got to do that um and it was awesome that i didn't really like i could watch that and understand the story without needing all the other stuff so at the time it was like it was a cool entrance for me into Mm -hmm. the thing even though it didn't quite pull me in as much as you know 
season two of Mandalorian has. But uh, I would just want to say, take the time to say thank you to you for suggesting doing our first companion series on Mandalorian. Because I don't think if if we hadn't done the companion series, although I have, I think I have enjoyed season two of Mandalorian, you know, leaps and bounds more than I enjoy season one. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much, like not having the conversations about each episode that we have and having you kind of like lead me along, lead me to water, so to speak, you know? Oh yeah, Um, for sure. So, so thanks. It's been super fun, uh, like getting into all those details and getting to learn like how expansive and crazy the, the star Wars lore and universe is. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. No. Yeah. It's been, it's been enjoyable for me to kind of like take someone from like a blank slate and kind of see how I would guide myself down this journey if I had never watched them. Um, and well, and also, I mean, it's a big hats off to like the Mandalorian and what that show does. Um, and kind of for the first time they are being very pointed when it comes to connecting things, continuing storylines and pulling things out of legends. Um, that makes it particularly fun. Um, you know, cause they do things in the movies and like the, you know, the Disney trilogy that came out, they do stuff, but it's still a lot of questions. It's still a lot of theory, you know, there aren't things as pointed as they do in Mandalorian where they show you some mysterious, ominous black troopers. And here it turns out they're like, no, these are, yeah, these are dark troopers. Um, and it's just a very pointed show. And I like that. Um, and it makes it fun too, because we can definitively say, yeah, they just did this. They're going to do that. It's all making sense. Yeah, and I think, as we touched on in the last Companion episode, I think a lot of that uh, comes down to who's kind of coming alongside Dave in in these new Star Wars projects, specifically the Mandalorian, but uh, in some of these other Star Wars projects that were announced at the Investor's Day meeting uh, conference thingy um you you got a lot of people from the mcu starting to head up some of these star wars projects and they you know had a what 13 year run of tying i like 30 movies together in like a really cool uh like kind of groundbreaking way for film and yeah. now we're getting those people to work alongside, you know, somebody like Dave who has, you know, created some really cool Star Wars storylines. Uh, and now they get to, like, start that interweaving of these things with The Mandalorian. And hopefully it continues in some of these other shows. And then we start seeing, like, some more tie-ins with the movies and I don't know. No, it's, it's for sure an evolution of what they did with the MCU. And that's what I'm excited about. Um, yeah. Not that, you know, 
not that I, I dislike Marvel. I'm just not the biggest superhero fan. I do like their movies, though. Um, but yeah. I'm not in it like I am Star Wars. But I do appreciate what they did. So I'm excited to see them take such a great thing and evolve it now to Star Wars. And like I said on that podcast, you know, they're going to they're going to take this whole concept of the movie show interweaving and do it much better this time with Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to cuz uh Kevin Feige is a part of Star Wars now and he was along with with Favs, you know, he was one of the masterminds of creating the MCU as we know it. So, you know, you got those two guys, you know, Favs with the Mandalorian and Feige with other Star Wars projects. Uh, and then you have, you know, Taika Waititi, you know, directed a handful of Mandalorian episodes. He's going to be, you know, writing and directing a Star Wars film. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. just, you just you keep adding pieces, little pieces and parts of, of the creative genius behind the MCU into Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting for me as a, a new fan. Um, but it sounds like it's also really exciting for someone like you who's been a fan for a really long time. Yeah, and I mean, Star Wars has just been such a passive thing, and it's always just been something you had to dig deep to like really explore, like listen to the books or read the books, um, games, things like that. But it's just a very slow content-created universe, and now it's about to be, you know, it's going from like a 10 up to a hundred really fast here, um, which is fine. Yeah. It's we're about to hit like a new golden age of star Wars content. So I will say being a new fan, it's quite overwhelming, you know, just with what's already out there. Um, and then you throw in the announcements from the investors day and it's like, Oh my gosh, at least like, you know, that stuff will be spaced out, you know, and, like, I'll be able to start that uh, on release, right? Um, but, you know, we were, I was, I, I talk a lot with uh, our friend Chad, who's been on the show a few times from, you know, That Strange podcast. Uh, he's a huge Star Wars fan, just as you are. Uh, I think we even talked about that last time he was on. Um, but I was telling him, I was like, oh, God, I just ha- I have so much to watch like why have i put this off for so long like this is like i'm kind of dreading as much as i'm excited i'm kind of dreading it as well just because there's so much and he he is like well at least you could binge it right like (laughs) like people like you and him who have been fans from the start Mm -hmm. you've had to wait like for all this stuff to come out which you know unlike recent times was not very frequent uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited yeah, I mean, to continue I own the on first in the journey. Four seasons of Clone Wars on DVD. <laughs> Nerd. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I, I watch them. You know. I, I, yeah, I I can't wait to finish up Clone Wars. Uh, just so, just so I can help tie Episode Two and Three more together in my mind. Um, and then I can't wait to finish up Rebels. Uh, because that show has been super fun. Uh, but yeah, then I'm back to movies. I'll, I'll be on the the sequel 
trilogy. Is that the correct term? The Disney. Yeah. The once di- you finish episode three. five. Oh no no no. Six. You'll. Yeah. Um, exactly. So after I do Clone Wars and Rebels, I'm gonna go back. I'll I'm gonna rewatch four because it's you know been four years since yeah. I've seen it. So I'll I'll finish Clone Wars, finish Rebels, pound out the original trilogy, and then I'm on to the the hotly debated Disney three, right? Yes, that would be correct. Um, are are the Disney is the Disney trilogy as terrible as most people say? Um, it will get better with time, especially with what they're doing with the Mandalorian. They are going to retroly justify as much as of it as they can. They're pretty much retconning it. Kind of to to a degree, yeah. They're making it make more sense, which ties into a lot of theories people have as to why people didn't like them and unfair judgment against them. Um, essentially, I think there's just enough reasons to not like them that everyone falls in a particular camp, but there's many reasons not to like them. And not everyone necessarily agrees that the reason that guy doesn't like him and why that person doesn't like him are the same. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really the the middle one is the the troublesome one. Um, <laughs> if JJ would have just done all three and executed what his plan was originally, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But they throw so, a a unique and good director like Ryan into the mix to put a spin on it that doesn't need to be spun. So what I am understanding is I can expect similar things as the Snyder trilogy in the DC universe with the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that's a fair thing to say. you get that one stinker. We all know what it is. We got that new director coming in and changing yeah, things I mean, up. Right. The first one has issues. It is known, but it, it fell within a within what was expected or acceptable. Um, the second one, it just seemed like its primary and only focus was to subvert expectations at every turn. And... <laughs> That's just not what Star Wars is about. That's not why people go to watch Star Wars, is to be shocked, you know, yeah. of, of some sort of twist or turn. Um, you know, the biggest one ever was the one everyone knows about, but that was because it was the 80s and you could keep right. that kind of stuff under wraps. And then the third one it just falls prey to having to make up for lost time. And yeah, well, they'll have, will... to, they'll have to grow. They'll have to grow. They'll definitely watch them. I mean, oh yeah, I, they're not I, they're they're not about to wipe them from like canon or anything. They're gonna they're gonna reinforce them with their peripheral subjects, just or series and stuff, just like they have with the prequels. The prequels originally, you know, the original trilogy generation did not like the prequels. Um, yeah. My generation loves them because that's what we grew up with. So it's just a it's just a continuous cycle. Yeah, I just I think people 
need to find something to be angry about for no reason, you know? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a, it's a movie. Like, <laughs> should you really be getting angry? Um, but I, I plan to go into the, the Disney trilogy with an open mind, uh, and, you know, hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised. I, t- I tend, as a, as a viewer, we've kind of, this has kind of come up a few times, I tend to try to enjoy everything that I watch, and it's it's rare that I will really, really dislike something that I watch. Now, don't interpret that as, like, I love everything that I watch because there's a difference between enjoying and, like, loving. Right. So, like, there are plenty of things, and you know this from just our conversations, you know, when we work together in the office. Uh, I'll, I will pick things apart, you know. Like, especially, for example, the Marvel movies. I think after, like, almost every Marvel movie I saw, I'd go into your office and I'd be like, man, that, like, here are all the things that I would change about, you know, Infinity War or whatever. That was the first Marvel movie that popped in my mind. Uh, no, I'm not, like, saying that one for any specific reason. That was just one that popped up. Um, here's all the things I would have done differently. Like, I can't believe, why would they do this and not this? Like, what this would have made the story so much crazier, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then we get to the end of the conversation. I'm like, I actually really, really, really loved that movie. That was really fun to watch. <laughs> like, but you know, I say all that. There's only been one movie that's made me like literally stop watching it, and we all know what that is. Yes, your favorite. But I mean, nah, that's fair to say because I mean, yeah, I don't hate or dislike the Disney trilogy, but there are just a lot of things that. I would have done differently or just outright question. Why did they do that? Right. Why was that a thing? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I totally, I, the, there's a difference between like disagreeing and like just hating. Right. It had like right. a movie has to be like a special kind of terrible for me to hate it. Uh, but I do disagree with a lot of movies. But I still yeah. try to find some enjoyment out of it because at the end of the day, like, it's a form of entertainment. I went and I was, like, distracted from life, you know, uh, and got, like, sucked into some other world of some other stories, you know, that get to get my imagination going or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and also those movies, one problem is, people just kind of generally get too worked up over the kind of like character archetypes that they either didn't see that character. Like that's not like what that character would do and things like that. I don't get caught up on those things. I don't really care much because whatever the character arc is, it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. that makes sense. Nobody's like infinitely predictable in their right. character. Um, but the things like that I'll pick apart is like, Oh, why did they choose that plot element why did they you know why did the ship you know why did the ships behave like that because it's not it's not it doesn't fit in the already established lore more so that kind of stuff um continuity issues where they're just causing like more problems to fix later kind of thing um stuff like that 
Yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm super excited to finally be into Star Wars. And uh, I apologize for anyone that I ever made fun of for liking Star Wars because it's amazing. And now I am now one of you. <laughs> and as we've talked about you know, on past episodes of the show, uh, once I get into something, like, I'm all in. So, like, this... This uh, Star Wars has consumed me over the last several months uh, and will probably continue to over the next several months. Um, so much so that I've, I've considered trying to, you know, break my crippling League of Legends addiction to try out um, the Fallen, Fallen Order. Is that, is that the name of yeah. the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm even wanting to play Star Wars games. Like I've even, Yikes. I've even had like the urge to try out the MMO. I don't even remember what it's called, the Knights of the Old the Republic old... or something like that. Yep, you got yeah. it. I was so like, I was like, man, I would love to play a Star Wars MMO. And I'm like, oh yeah, there one exists. I should just play it. And I'm like, uh, what? I mean, it, let's get real. It's free. I can't. I can't play other games, but maybe I'll download it and then let it sit on my desktop for, you know, a year when I, like, will open it every couple months. <laughs> that's that's what mine does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, what, a, what a fun r- journey it's been so far, and I can't wait to continue. With that being said, and, I th- mm-hmm. and do you want do you want to add something real quick? No, I was just going to do what you're about to do. That being said, ah. I know you will be into star wars you know for the foreseeable future because there is a lot on the way so much holy crap like let's let's count here just well we got we got two movie announcements and then one two three four five six seven eight nine nine show announcements Nine They're going in on the show. Star Wars series. No punches. No punches pulled on the show front. No. And I think uh, uh, this was a conversation that came up last night. My wife and I are sitting on the couch. Didn't really know what to watch. Um, ended up actually not watching anything because we couldn't decide. And then she had a phone call she had to be on. So, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. Um, but I showed her a trailer for... Uh, christmas movie i wanted to watch called fat man which we may or may not have mentioned on the show um but it's a it's a a new just crazy christmas movie with mel gibson in it it looks amazing and uh, so i was showing her the trailer i was like we need to watch this and she's like to my surprise was like yeah i'll totally watch that it looks awesome and i was like hold on a second what'd you just say uh so we were talking about it and, you know, I was, I pulled it up on YouTube and, you know, threw it up onto the TV from my phone. And then after the trailer played, um, it started playing some of the Marvel, the new Marvel shows that are coming to Disney plus started playing their trailers. And the first one was Loki. And she was like, Oh, what's this? And I was like, Oh, it's a new Loki show. Have you been like living under a rock for the last two years? And she's like, I had no idea. So we watched that. And then the next trailer that came up was uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is another Marvel series. She's like, what? That's a show? And I was like, yes. Like, where where have you been? Like, this is not new news. This has been out since, like, Endgame. Um, 
and then we got into a discussion of like you know why we like why i think these franchises are starting to invest more into shows um i mean marvel still obviously is a very theatrical uh like franchise um but i think there's an appeal to a series for a, a content creator because you just get you get so much more time to tell your story right instead of trying to squeeze all these details and and character arcs and plot points into like a two or two and a half hour movie like you get two three maybe four maybe five seasons to like just tell a super detailed and expansive story with with these characters and i think especially with a company like disney that you know has so much money with these gigantic franchises like star wars and marvel that literally print money anytime anything is announced uh everyone's like take all my money um which i don't blame them because they're very entertaining but like like we've seen with the mandalorian like the special effects like visually these movies are on or these these shows are on par with blockbuster theatrical movies right so like if you're able to do that and then also get like 10 or 20 times you know the amount of length and time to tell your story why would you not want to do that no right for sure and i think there's also probably an you know a convenient inconvenient timing of the pandemic and all that where it might just make more sense to make shows that they can release straight to streaming um and not kind of disney doesn't want to upset the whole movie theater um situation quite like you know yeah thanks warner brothers (laughs) yeah um they 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 they're going that route and disney's going that route I've seen some articles where they're like, eventually that those two very separate strategies are going to come to like a convergence um, and like make or break some situations, but we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I definitely think that that's why the weightedness there of movies to shows might exist, but also, I mean, we discussed this back when Marvel and, you know, back when Endgame, like when they were building up to Endgame and Infinity War, and also Star Wars was releasing two movies a year, you know, there is movie there is movie theater fatigue. Because um, your average person, I think, goes and sees a movie like 10 times a year, maybe less. So, if you, you know, if you're trying to capture the general audience, right, you can't as a company be releasing two movies a month, you know, the, the average person is not going to go see both of your movies. So you're, you're diluting your movie profits because they have to make the choice. Like, do I go see this one or this one or neither? That makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's hard, hard for me to see because I, at least before we had children, was not like the average movie goer we went right probably want like no joke once a week um but so, like yeah, i said i'm not the i'm not the average like right. person when it comes to this um 
But I can, I mean, I'm I can more, kind of see what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I mean, I identify definitely more as the average or less than average moviegoer. Like, I might have gone four times a year in my peak mm-hmm. moviegoing. Man. And, like, sometimes that two of those might have been Star Wars, the same movie. <laughs> um, oh, man, there were movies, like, uh, this will probably make people angry, but, like, Batman vs. Superman, I think I saw three times in theater justice league twice why um (laughs) because well justice league is hard to explain why but (laughs) that Uh, one why (laughs) yeah that uh, i don't know i just i put my blinders on and just wanted to enjoy it like yeah I, i it was hard but yeah i i made a way in my fanboy mind to enjoy that movie um but yeah the, the, the trick is you got to find you got to find the deals right so like before the pandemic cinemark theaters around us you go on mm-hmm. tuesdays and it's only it's five dollars a ticket instead of you know nine fifty or ten bucks or whatever it is so we would always go on tuesdays so we weren't breaking the bank um but yeah uh the the, the show to movie thing is an interesting discussion that we could probably even have like an art, a whole separate podcast episode on and like the streaming versus theater stuff. We could also do that. Actually, that would kind of be a fun topic to talk about with someone um, in the near future. Hmm. If only we were having hmm. a guest on sometime soon that maybe we could talk to this about. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think also using shows alongside movies in the way that uh, we're seeing now with Star Wars. And Marvel, prior to this new cadence of releases, the the announcements that they made in Vester Day, um, like being able to use both mediums to tie in and and interweave storylines and characters and stuff into a franchise is a really cool concept and I'm really excited to see star Wars doing it. And I'm really excited to see Marvel now starting to do it though. I kind of wish they would have done it a little more with their Netflix, uh, like shows, but you know, contractual things kind of prevented that from happening. Um, but yeah, enough with the, the, the greater talk. We got a lot of stuff to break down from the investor day news. So let's just get, at it one two three go go uh so yeah so so what what shows uh, star wars shows that were announced are you most excited about or you just want to run down the list uh and touch on each one as we go or do you want to talk about like what one excites you the most and then go through like how do you want to do this let's run through the list and then we'll kind of like do a quick touchback on them all right, go ahead. Start All us right. off here. Now, yeah, so first one, it's a, it inner ties into the Mandalorian. It's called Rangers of the New Republic. That one definitely seems interesting. Um, same theme here with the Mandalorian tie-in, Ahsoka. Uh, Rosario Dawson reprising her role there, of course. Yes, Andor. Yes. Very excited for that one. Just to throw that out there. Rogue One spinoff, casting Andor. 
uh, starring Diego Luna. He'll reprise his role there. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor is back, reprising there. The Bad Batch, Clone Wars animated series spinoff. Once you get to season seven, you'll know that one. Nice. Visions. This one is a little bit of a, is a, is a series of shorts. That one's, that one's a big question mark in my mind. A droid story. Pretty obvious what's happening there. Um, Lando. <laughs> Wally. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's just Wally. Star Wars Wally. Um, we got a Lando series coming and then the Acolyte. So. Yes, yes. Some really wide wide net they are casting in a lot Very of directions so. so can i can i start with which one i'm most excited about yeah i would like to hear what you're most excited about and also what you have questions about from that list okay great so i think just based off of where i am in star wars myself i actually think i'm most excited for the Andor series, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. followed by Ahsoka and Obi Wan. Okay. Um, I'm I'm really excited about Andor just because I liked Rogue One a lot, and the little teaser trailer, like, um, like little reel that, that the they they played. Yeah, uh, it just oh, it looked so cinematic and like they literally were like we're literally making this like a theatrical release like every episode is on par with a theatrical yeah. release and you can tell and it looks gorgeous um and i'm just gritty. really excited yeah a spy thriller like mm-hmm. in the star wars universe that sounds pretty dope um so i'm really excited about that uh obviously ahsoka um you know where I am in Clone Wars and, you know, seeing her as a, a young, uh, you know, Padawan. maturing Jedi, right? You know, Padawan, uh, to Rebels where she's, you know, grown into, you know, her her Jedi self as a, a young adult type, uh, you know. And then her appearance in Mandalorian where she was, you know, her fully formed like amazing super powerful self and rosaria dawson's you know portrayal of her was so amazing so i'm really excited to see what they do with that series and how that will tie in and cross over with mandalorian and then obi-wan kenobi i mean i just can't wait to see what memes come out of that show uh because you know ewan mcgregor's back but also Hayden Christensen is back uh, as you know Darth Vader. So, hello, bro. The I two saw... meme lords themselves are returning. Like, yeah, that's gonna be fantastic. And I saw a quick little article where apparently his Hayden Christensen's um, daughter does not know he is Darth Vader, or oh. is at least going to be in a show as Darth Vader. I don't know something along those lines. But I thought that was interesting. interesting. So she she does she not know that he also massacred a ton of children? Like <laughs> probably not. He might have sheltered. I hope her she from never Star Wars. finds out. Yeah, that she might become afraid of her father. Um, yeah, which why wouldn't she be? Um, 
So, so those are like my top three. Which ones are you most excited about? Or which one? Uh, or whatever. <clears throat> now, very similar to you, I I think Andor is probably going to be the most gnarly thing um, to kind of come out there. Um, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, I think those ones are those ones are equal there. Um, I think Andor is the one I'm most excited about. Um, I think, I also think that's the one, I think Andor is going to be the first one out of these new shows. Uh, so that might play a part in both of our minds, like subconsciously, because like that's going to be the first one we're going to see. Yeah. Well, I think that one's the freshest, um, story to tell, right? Cause we got a little bit of it in Rogue One and we know how his character ends, but they're going to explore this, this gritty lifestyle of being that rebel spy who has done things, you know, he's done some things. Whereas kind of Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, they're much more grounded characters or or rounded characters and we know more about them. So that's just going to be kind of more continuing of things we're already kind of keeping up with. Um, But I think the sleeper here, depending on more details is Lando. If we get Donald Glover back as Lando, um, dude, that, that could be, that could be explosive, dude. Yes, it could be, but it also could get the Atlanta treatment where we get like two seasons that are amazing and we fall in love with, and then not like have like a five year break in between seasons. Well, Hey, one, (laughs) one, that man does too much. And that is his show. So that's totally on him. Um, there will be people paying him and making sure he is in line for this one. You know what I mean? Like him doing like, that's his show, Alana. So yeah, I feel like it's easy for him to be like, ah, we're going to take a break here. I got some yeah. stuff to do like that album. Wanna... That's supposed to be on its way. Oh my gosh. The one that I've been waiting for forever. Um, I'm just going to go listen to, um, because the internet now great album one of my faves um but yeah that's the sleeper yeah. there um I, I i kind of agree with that but i think also the one that i'm like my my sleeper pick out of that whole list is uh the acolyte mm-hmm. um just because it it seems mystery thriller about emerging dark side set in the high republic era yeah, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, so I mean, in my mind, um, the High Republic thing, there's movies coming, I know, for that at some point. Um, they're obviously going to do a show here, and the High Republic era is this brand new concept, really. They're going to use a lot of older concepts and just kind of update them and retcon them in, which will be great. Um, but like to me, I'm, I'm putting that in a bucket separate from like kind of current star Wars. Um, I'm kind of letting that like 400 year gap between the timelines sit very heavily there. So I want that to be just like this completely separate thing I watch in this time. And that ties into one of the movies that they have announced too. Yes. We will get to that in a second. There are still a few things about these shows I want to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, Lando, like you said, depending on the details that come out of that, like, when's it take place? Like, is it the the Donald Glover Lando? Like, is this a younger Lando that we're following? It's is this be. is this going to be 
an older Lando? Is this going to be like a child Lando? Like, like what is <laughs> the story here, right? Um, but if they, yeah, if they, if they're able to get Donald Glover back to repri- reprise his role as Lando, that would be a very interesting show, <laughs> and I would be very excited uh, about that. <clears throat> um, so you know. Th- the ones I'm hype, most hyped about in my sleeper pick, like that's not to say that I'm not excited for Lando. I am very excited for Lando. I just don't have enough details to like get me fully on the hype train yet. Um, and the same kind of goes with the Rangers of the New Republic. Like I'm, I'm excited for that because it is in the same timeline as the Mandalorian and they plan on doing crossover stuff with the Mandalorian. So that's obviously exciting. Uh, but I kind of want to know, like, who, who, what, what character are we following? Is Cara Dune gonna gonna step into the show, which would be amazing? Because uh, I'm very much uh, against cancel culture for completely unnecessary and idiotic reasons, uh, such as why people are trying to cancel Cara Dune. So, if she were to get her own show in the midst of this giant push still to get her removed from the Mandalorian, I would cry laughing. <laughs> this would become my new favorite show. <laughs> you know, just based on all the different like rumors and stories, even like the stuff surrounding um, Pedro with the Mandalorian, I've yeah. seen some stuff now that he says that, that it's all completely false. Yeah. I think, I think Star I think Star Wars and Disney might be a little bit above that cultural riff where like <laughs> ten people on Twitter can like ruin something. Um you know, Disney has its own interests and just like with the whole thing with like China, like, you know, people give them crap because they like they kinda bow and kneel to China because well they that's a lot of money. Um yeah. they get from China and viewers over there. So I think it would take a lot of effort to disrupt what they have set up. Cause I mean, nothing in um, Mandalorian has indicated that Cara Dune is removing herself. I, I feel like they had opportunity to do that this season and they just did not do it. Well, the opportunity that they kind of planted, you know, in the end of that one episode where uh, I forget mm-hmm. the new, the Republic officer's name. So I'm sorry, sir. Um, but when he comes and he's talking to her and he kind of like leaves the badge there on the table and then we find out she's, you know, accepted the badge and now she's the marshal, um, that could lead into her becoming a ranger of the new Republic. Yeah. I don't Very much that. could, it could think... lead the, the road is there now, whether or not yeah. they decide to take that road is a different story, but I think they made it possible where it's not like a too far fetched to be like, wow, I can't believe they made that leap. But like you literally have the, the Ranger of the new Republic, like asking her to join them. My, my thoughts and hope, my thoughts and hopes for that show is that it's literally Dave Filoni and the other dude from episode three being star Wars cops and their ex wings (laughs) and just dealing with like, it's just it's just cops, but in space, yeah, and they're just they dealing should... with weird shit in space. Yeah. 
Yeah, they should uh they should take like the comedic route and just make it like super yes. troopers in space. That would be amazing. Yeah, and you know I wouldn't even care if they just showed up to some Mando situations like after the fact, like that refinery <laughs> blowing up, they like show up there and they're like, you know, yeah. they're in the village, they're taking down like people's stories. They're like, Oh, okay, so uh you know, we're onto something here, but you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely the comedic yeah. route would be they're good at doing the comedy thing. So yeah. I feel like it wouldn't hurt just to go a little step further and like really lighten up the mood on one of these shows. Right, because we know Andor is going to be super serious. We know Ahsoka is going to be pretty serious. Um, Obi-Wan is going to be serious, but it's going to be full of memes, so it's kind of a mixture of both. Um, the Acolyte just sounds like it's going to be super serious. Just... <laughs> That's right, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I guess I need to see... Like Lando, some more details. You know, see what we're working with here. Uh, but I am excited for it because of its tie-in with The Mandalorian. I think when shows are able to do that well, uh, I really love it. So, yeah. I would say Visions and a droid story, uh, don't really care about. They're going to really have to, like, show me something strong to, you know get me really excited about this. I mean, we don't have a lot of things on Visions. Right, just that it... Uh, just yeah, I've read shorts. that it's, it's going to be an anime-style show, and they're going to be shorts. And, you know, Droid Story, again, not many details, but... I mean, unless we're falling around, like, C-3PO, like, he's hilarious to me. Like, I, c- I could watch a C-3PO show, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work, but... I could do a the joy from maybe. Rogue One. That that would be. Oh uh, yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, or Chopper. Yeah. Live live action Chopper show. Chopper. <laughs> um, it's just yeah, like so it's that... just a sitcom, but with droids. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would has be no place in like Star Wars lore or anything <laughs> like that. It's just a ridiculous sitcom with droids. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, so that that kind of wraps up the the show news. Um, the two movies that were announced were Rogue Squadron, which is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, who you know, recently did the Wonder Woman movie um, about a squadron of um you know x wings or whatever right i think that's really all the the details yeah it should be i anticipate this to be during the original trilogy kind of like they're maybe a one off like you know movie about mm. them or it might no it's definitely got to be during the original trilogy and just some like really badass adventure mission they went on That'd be cool. Uh, and then they, they you know, announced an unknown Taika Waititi Star Wars film that he mm-hmm. will be writing and directing, but not many details beyond that. Uh, so what, what were you going to say earlier about the movies? <clears throat> so uh, Waititi here. So when his, when, uh, when Kennedy was talking about his movies they had an image 
that said Star Wars right behind mm-hmm. her, but it was in a like Flintstones font, like that Stone Age kind of like style, like kind of yeah Flintstones, and um, it there is opportunity here for him to maybe be making either a High Republic era kickoff series of films or he is going to cover um the like original voyage of the jedi into the galaxy at Hmm. which case they landed on tython which was just in the mandalorian ah yes and strong in um, the force yeah so and there's also like a ship like a triangular pyramid type like ship in an image behind her. So they're kind of trying to use that because it resembles, um, the original ship that the Jedi came on or the Jedi or something like that spelled differently. Cause it's like ancient, but mm-hmm. that is some rumors about where he could be taking it, exploring the very roots of the Jedi here and the, or force sensitive beings. Now, if there is anyone to, get to do a humorous star wars anything it would be this guy though like i mean he can do serious stuff but like you know what most most people would know him for uh is probably directing thor ragnarok which was you know one the best thor movie probably um but it was hysterical but like also a good movie like in the superhero like mcu you know, right. genre. Um, on top of that, he is the creator, writer, director, starred in like one of the funniest uh, vampire movies called What We Do in the Shadows, which then led to a TV series on FX of the same name, What We Do in the Shadows, that, you know, he, you know, writes for and directs and whatnot, um, and the, that show and that movie are like hysterical. Um, so yeah, he definitely has like amazing comedy chops. So if, if there were, I'm saying all of this, I don't know what his movie's going to be like, but if there was going to be like a a more humorous, lighthearted take on Star Wars, like he would be the perfect person to do it. Yeah, maybe. I think he's gonna go the serious route. Yeah, I would. I'd be cool with that. Uh, were there any other movie announcements made for Star Wars that I missed? Or are those the only two? No, I think those were the only two, and like, even those two, we don't have a lot of details. So, I think they're playing those ones kind of far out. Like that's probably gonna be like twenty twenty two, twenty three even. So. Makes sense. I mean, they might be holding on to the theatrical stuff so they can, you know, release in theaters whenever that may be, you know, if theaters survive. Um, But on that note, uh, you know, there were some Lucasfilm announcements that were not Star Wars related. Um, There is going to be a Willow series, which uh, I believe will be based off of a movie, same name, Willow, from you know, the past, 
I don't recall ever watching it, but it's kind of got a, a cult following, so I'm sure there were quite a few people excited about that. Uh, there was a Children of Blood and Bone movie announcement, movie or show. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably movie. Uh, not too familiar with that. Uh, and then they, of course, announced a fifth and possibly final Indiana Jones movie, and Harrison Ford will be returning to be Indiana Jones. I, I wonder if they are going to this would make sense do the passing of the torch with this one what do you mean so like harrison ford will return but this will be his last one and a new actor will kind of reprise the role of you know quote-unquote indiana jones for those movies bringing back shia labeouf right yeah something like that you know there's there's a new character that will you know, Harrison Ford dies, he retires, whatever, at the end of this movie. Um, but, or he's like, you know, he's just like, um, his mentor was to him. Yeah. In those yeah, movies, I could, so. I could see that. That's my speculation there. Maybe. Nice, if they want to, nice. Lucasfilm's owned by Disney. Disney loves just making money on things. Right. I could see them finding a way, you know, Harrison Ford, I mean, He's getting up there, and I don't know if right. he's like really looking to do movies all the way till he's ninety. Um, right, especially like you know action movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, so I could see them still wanting to carry on that IP. Yeah, I can't see uh, them just I, letting that go with Harrison Ford. I, I kind of am starting to equate Disney to like the Nintendo of film and and show. Hmm. Uh, where they 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 create, you know, two or three, you know, or acquire two or three, um, good IPs, and then just milk that cash cow until it literally is nothing, but you know, dust. <laughs> so, uh, your speculation uh, could be very true, and I could definitely see that as a possibility. Moving on, uh, because we still have quite a lot of stuff to get through. Um, Next up, we have uh, some of the Marvel announcements. Now, these, uh, much like you, Nick, uh, I, I, I enjoy Marvel. I've watched all the Marvel stuff, except for I, I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I tried to uh, for like a season, couldn't get into it. Um, watched Daredevil, The Punisher, Jessica Jones on Netflix. I think I skipped out on Iron Fist and Luke Cage. And the Defenders, I believe. Um, but those were kind of separate from the MCU, I think, because of contractual things with Netflix. Um, and then, of course, I've seen all of the movies um, in the MCU. So I, I'm like half excited for these announcements, but you know, nowhere near as excited as I am for the Star Wars stuff. Um, it's well, kind of in the same this- boat, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and to Marvel's disadvantage, where it only works with a handful of their movies. So, like, I like the Thors because why? They can world build in the things I don't know about um, in those movies. You show, you can only show me New York so many times, you know, before <laughs> I just, I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's right. New York. And you're about to, like, blow it up. 
I'm not gonna <laughs> right. I'm not gonna troll over and be like, wow, did you see that shot of that building? That was so epic. Whereas Star Wars, like if they give me a great um panoramic of a new planet or a city on a planet, like there's way more to get into there for me. Um, right. So that's just where they kinda run short. But that's where like think things like Thor. Um, and those ones where they are exploring the or Guardians of the Galaxy that though that's that's the Marvel yeah. I like. Yeah, those those are great for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so they uh, had quite a few announcements on their you know upcoming attempt at at the the show or series front. Um, so we have WandaVision that we've known about. Uh, that is supposed to be streaming on starting March 19th. So, you know, we'll see if that stays on schedule. Um, that, that's kind of, have you seen any of the trailers? I'm, I mean, you know who no. Wanda is and who vision, mm-hmm. the Scarlet, Scarlet witch and vision. From, oh, okay. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know her name was Wanda. Yeah. So they are having, uh, their own show and it's very like sitcom E kind of but then like the trailer kind of starts to get all weird and so it, it actually i was this was probably the one i was least excited about um but now after seeing the trailer i'm kind of more excited about it's gonna get uh, weird so yeah so i would definitely recommend watching that trailer just because it sounds it looks interesting plus this show is uh, going to tie in with the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, We had an announcement on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we've known about following Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, and Falcon from the Avengers movies. Uh, This should be streaming in March, and... um, I think it might be a limited series. It it was described as being, quote, a feature film split up into six episodes, end quote. So, uh, yeah, limited series. So it sounds like to me, which I'm yeah. okay with. Yeah. Those are I, nice because think... they're going to they're gonna keep that concise, and they're not right. going to make a second ser- series or season. I heard that about the Obi-Wan series. Exactly. But that hasn't been – I haven't seen that – detail perpetuated though so i'm not sure I, th- I think mcgregor was asked about it or said you know that it's like a, a one-off like limited series but then they asked like well what about a season two and he's like well you never know <laughs> so right yeah he, i think they he neither confirmed or denied uh yeah i think they might be playing that one a little closer to their chest um yeah but i do like the idea of this Falcon and Winter Soldier um, limited series. I feel yeah, like that would be a nice fit. I feel like limited series aren't really done enough. Like, right. not everything needs to drag on for, you know, multiple seasons. Like, sometimes right. just a one a one series, a one season series is, is all you need, and you can tell and execute a great story. And uh, sometimes that even makes it even better because, like, you're kind of, you know, Either you're able to wrap things up nice and tight, or, you know, you can leave a nice, interesting cliffhanger or whatever. <clears throat> um, Shout out HBO on this Disney podcast, by the way, um, because they do great <laughs> limited series. They're really good about yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, heavy. great examples over there on that platform about limited series or at least playing on the short side of telling a story. Yo, Warner Brothers, if you're listening, please, please, please. Put us on HBO Max. No. Come oh. to an agreement with Roku for the love of God so oh. <laughs> I can watch HBO Max on my Stop Roku TV. You... No, they do not have a Roku. Back. They don't have an HBO Max channel because... That's happening. That's happening. I read that some, today. I'm pretty sure some it's in the works. dumb negotiation that's going on between Warner Brothers and Roku. Warner Brothers wants HBO Max to be like a featured channel. So like if you have a remote, I don't know, do you have a Roku? No. Okay, so all Rokus come with a remote. And on said remote, uh, there are usually four buttons that take you directly to a channel. One being wow. Netflix, one being Hulu, and then uh, there's two other ones. Um, they want to be a channel like that, that is like That's a fair. featured channel. Uh, but Roku's like, but you can, no, like just be a regular channel that will still be available. Like every other channel on Roku. Um, so they're like fighting about that. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to be able to watch HBO Max on my Roku stuff. I think that's subtle. I think it's coming. I feel like I just read that. Okay, good. Cause uh, I need that in my life. Um, that came through on my stonk news feed. <clears throat> Hey, stonk boys. Sorry. A little premature announcement there. Um, back to our Marvel announcements, though. Uh, the, the next show we've known about for a long time, Loki. Uh, they released a trailer for that. Looks pretty cool. Uh, everyone loves Loki, so I'm sure it'll be a, a smashing success. That should be streaming in May of 2021. Uh, they, uh, the other show that we've known about for a while called what if I believe is an animated show telling like alternate, uh, like scenario stories or like other multiverse type stories. Like what if, uh, Peggy was Captain America instead of, you know, Steve Rogers, uh, things like that. I'm not really excited about that. Not, not a huge no, fan, sounds, but who knows? That sounds lame. Might, su- might surprise me. You never know. Uh, probably won't be like high up on my list of things to check out though. Uh, we have a Miss Marvel show announced that will be tying in with the MCU movies. Uh, and Miss Marvel herself will appear in Captain Marvel two, which is going to be out November 22nd of 2021. Tentatively speaking, uh, we have the Hawkeye show that we've kind of known about for some time. Jeremy Renner will be back as Hawkeye, and Kaylee Steinfeld will be playing Kate Bishop. That should be interesting. I'm a fan of the Hawkeye character. I love Jeremy Renner as an actor, so I'll probably check that one out. Um, either of those sound interesting to you? Um, Hawkeye. I know you're not like a you're not like a huge superhero fan, nah. so. Um, I doubt no, so any of these I... will be jumping off the page to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough thing. Um, so far, I mean, I think, especially when it comes to series, I've not been, I've never attempted a Marvel series just because I can barely get all the movies in. So, but Loki, yeah. Loki piques my interest. Um, Hawkeye does too. So, right. Depending um, on the format and you know how those shows play out, those those two would be my picks to watch. 
So this is probably going to sound really dumb of me, so I'm going to Google this uh, as I ask you. Um, you need... I, I don't know if the Marvel Netflix series have been pulled from Netflix. I think they may have. But if you're ever, like able to find those uh i don't want to like google this while i'm talking because then i'll just take up a bunch of time um if they're still on netflix go watch daredevil and punisher those two are great shows um and like very dark and gritty versions of marvel stories that are complete 180s from the movies that we see you know in the mcu those two shows were amazing the first season of or i don't i think there might have only been one season of jessica jones Jessica Jones was a really good show. Um, I, I would recommend those if they're still on Netflix or if you're able to find them anywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, you know, used to be really into the superhero stuff. And then, like, I, I think I just got fatigue, kind of like you were saying, where, like, whether it was MCU stuff or, or DC stuff, you know, it was just a decade of superhero stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, back to the announcements. We got a She-Hulk show coming. Um, Tatiana Maslany. I'm probably saying that wrong, so I apologize. She will be playing She-Hulk. Uh, Mark Ruffalo will return as, you know, Bruce Banner and He-Hulk, I guess, regular Hulk. <laughs> uh tim roth as abomination uh so that should be interesting i'm glad that they're you know, you know reprising you know mark ruffalo's character um for continuity's sake i really enjoy that uh we got a moon knight series announcement not many details on that a secret invasion series announcement where uh you know we'll see samuel L. jackson back and ben mendelson uh, an Ironheart series. Uh, this will be about an inventor named Riri Williams, uh, who will be played by Dominique Thorne. Uh, don't really know much about Ironheart. Um, Armor Wars. This this one sounds like it has some potential, because uh, who doesn't like Tony Stark, right? Um, so this shows about Stark's tech falling into the wrong hands. And we'll see Don Cheadle returning as, you know, his character War Machine. Uh, so that that could be pretty cool, you know, like like a good nice. iron suit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like Don Cheadle as an actor. I think he's a great actor. So that should be cool to see him in a series. Um, uh, the two things that I think kind of surprised me the most out of the, the show announcements for Marvel is a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special uh, brought to you by James Gunn himself. So if that's anything like the two movies we've seen so far, it's going to be crazy and fun. Uh, so, yeah, interested to see how that turns out. Um, I'm assuming that's a holiday special for 2021 since we're, like, in the holidays right now. <laughs> right, you'd think. Um, and then a series of shorts called i am groot which uh yeah not sure how that'll work you know because he just says i am groot all the time so i am groot yeah 
so that kind of wraps up the show announcements for Marvel, and then they had a host of movie announcements, which is exciting. Um, you know, we have Black Widow, which we've known about for a while. This will be releasing in theaters in on May 7th of 2021. Um, interesting to see what they do with that storyline, since technically, uh, you know, the Black Widow is deceased. Spoiler alert, if you haven't, you know, seen Endgame, uh, what the heck are you doing with your life? Um, we got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, that's wrapped production, and that is slated to be released in theaters July 9th of 2021. Um, all of these movies were, you know, announced in, uh, I, I believe, at Comic-Con last year. Um or Marvel's event, or whatever. Um, we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This movie I'm actually really excited about, um, just because multiverse makes me excited. Uh, it's something that they kind of teased in Spider-Man Homecoming, and I'm, I'm really hoping we get to see some cool stuff in this Doctor Strange movie. That is slated to hit theaters March 25th, 2022. And uh, like I said earlier with WandaVision, um, you know, that show will tie into the Multiverse of Madness here. And then I don't know if you've, you know, been hiding under a rock in the last couple of weeks. Um, there's been a lot of Spider-Man news lately. Uh, mm. you know, we're kind of getting a live action version, you know, not a version of Into the Spider-Verse, but we're getting a live action attempt of, you know, multiverse of spider-man uh you know toby mcguire is going to be in this movie as his version of peter parker uh andrew garfield is going to be in this movie as his version of peter parker we have of course tom holland as the peter parker of the mcu uh emma stone is coming back uh as mary jane i believe we even have jamie fox coming back as his villain uh elect electro electro i'm probably Static something. Oh, God. I'm going to get roasted for this, uh, but I'm not like mm-hmm. a you know, big, big Marvel guy. Um, but he will be back uh, reprising his role in Spider Man. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, the, the fellow who played Doc Ock in one of the old Spider Mans. I can't remember which uh, Spider Man series it was if it was if it was Um, toby mcguire's or if it was andrew garfield's but uh you know doc ock will be back um yeah just real interesting stuff uh so (laughs) and aside from all that the thing that also makes this interesting is the fact that you know most of that stuff is sony stuff and now you know we're getting sony and disney working together with spider-man since they both have rights to spider-man which is super weird um blasphemy yeah so that that'll be interesting um we have the next thor movie which um i don't know if the title of this has been released but uh the big news for this is um christian bale is going to be joining the cast and playing the villain gore the god butcher so um that's sweet that is sweet. Uh, Christian Bale but, and a villain called Gord the God Butcher. Both those things are sweet. 
right? And you love Thor, so it's like trifecta yeah. for you. Yeah, um, that's number one right there. Yes. Uh, I also believe, yeah, there, there's been, you know, back when the next phase of the MCU was announced, there was a lot of Thor news back then, but, you know, this Christian Bale stuff is definitely new. Um, we have known about a Blade movie, which is very interesting. Um, and we kind of already knew that Mahershala Ali was going to be, um, you know, playing Blade uh, as he was at that con when they announced Blade. So I don't really know why they felt the need to confirm that he is going to be Blade, but they did. Um, we have a new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie called Quantumania. Uh, we have Peyton yeah, Reed fair. returning uh, to direct. We have um, Jonathan Majors coming on as Kang the Conqueror. We have Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang. Uh, they made an announcement about the next Black Panther movie, uh, which they are still making, but they will not recast T'Challa, which I think is kind of cool. Um, you know, Chadwick, you know, don't want to kind of like replace Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, as, as sad as that entire thing was, um, it, it's cool that you know, he's just not going to be replaced. I think that's a very respectful thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. And so are they, they going to digital him, or what are they going to do? Just not have him be a big part of it? I don't know. I, th- I mean, I, I think it would be more disrespectful <laughs> to like do the Carrie Fisher of T'Challa <laughs> in a movie than to just like recast him as a whole, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I it'll be interesting to see what they do with T'Challa. Uh, I kind of hope that they write him out somehow, you know, in, in a cool, respectable, you know, respectable, honorable way. Um, and it will be very interesting to see, what character in that universe, you know, steps up and becomes the next Black Panther. Uh, So I'm excited about that. Um, And then I think the biggest news on the Marvel movie front is the largely and long, long awaited um, arrival of Fantastic Four movie in the MCU. Um, this, of course, is due to the acquisition of Fox. And, yeah, that is just super exciting. We're going to get an, a Fantastic Four within the MCU. Uh, this will be directed by John Watts and kind of opens the door to the X-Men, you know, coming into the MCU. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Do people exciting. like the Fantastic Four? Yes, but they did not like the most recent attempts at Fantastic Four movies. They kind of blew, uh, which I don't disagree with. So it'll be interesting to see the MCU team take on that new franchise and see what they can do and how they tie it in. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of like the the DC crew of the Marvel universe, <laughs> for, yeah. movie wise. You know what I mean? They kind of. They're kind of movie-wise suck. Yep, exactly. Uh, so a lot of people are excited about that. Um, 
and I, I can't disagree with them. But that kind of takes out a huge chunk of the Investor Day news, and the rest we'll kind of lightly touch on, um, just because not stuff that I'm particularly super interested in, though there are a few things that we will talk about. Um, the next topic we have here is Hulu announcements. Uh, I know you are a seasonal Hulu user yourself there, Nick. Um, yes, sir. But there is some news here that I think will catch your fancy. Um, oh, yeah. And it's not what you have highlighted. I'm sure. Um, the, it's the all first stuff thing, around it. <laughs> yeah, particularly the one below it. Um, yeah. So they announced that we're going to get more Hulu original stuff, particularly movies, uh, which is cool. You know, it's always nice to have original stuff being created. Um, I can't say that I've really remember or gone out of my way to watch a Hulu original movies. They do have some decent shows, so we'll see what comes out of that. Um, we have a... A, oh shoot, I don't know if this is a movie or a show. Only Murders in the Building with Selena Gomez, Martin Short, Steve Martin. Uh, with that cast, I'm going to assume that that is a movie. Uh, the Dropout with Kate McKinnon and Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, Dope Sick, Michael Keaton, Peter Sarsgaard, and Rosario Dawson. Uh, that sounds like a great cast. Um, anything with Michael Keaton, yeah. sign me up for uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, uh, David E. Kelly, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, and then the only thing that gets Nick to subscribe to Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale. Bro, renewed for how do you feel renewed? about this? I I had been wondering what was going on with this, and I'm very excited to finally know. But returning in 2021 for a fourth season. And bonus renewed for a fifth season. That's exciting. Yes. Um, Co Cody will be excited too. Yes. Shout um, out Cody. I still need to watch this show. Full disclosure, I haven't seen a single episode of it, but I know you grab the you wife both love and it. watch that show. I will. I will do that. I will forcibly strap her to the couch and make her watch Hands Made Tale with me. That is not that sounds... appropriate for that that movie or that show. That's not, <laughs> I was going to do say, that does that sound fitting <laughs> for watching that show? <laughs> Just going to be like, why are we watching this? What's happening? Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so I, I figured you'd be excited about that. Um, and I, I need to, you know, kick my butt in gear and finally watch that show. Well, um, I do. I do wonder right now because I didn't know that, but I did know the second thing here, or the thing after it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, so, the thing that my wife is probably the most excited for. Yeah. So yeah, the Kardashians here are moving to Hulu from the E Network. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Cut that cable, Kardashians. Come to the the modern That's world. Right. And let's do this this new trend of you know these super families doing global quotes global content um i have seen this i've seen this phrase used with the obamas and netflix um okay. and really what does that even every, mean? it's somehow somehow it's you know i see associated with these super names these celebrities and basically just meaning that they create 
content freely, almost like Kanye streams of consciousness where there's like, we're going to do this and it's going to make money. <laughs> okay. That's what I picture it as. That's what I picture it. When they, when they say global content, that's what I picture them just being like, we're going to do X, Y, Z and it's going to make money and we don't care. And no, neither should you. Um, I really think that's what it is. Okay. Good well, the Obamas know. did, like the Obamas did, they like funded, produced, and maybe not directed, but you know they like produce a wide range of things for Netflix. Um, whether it's like biopics or different educational shows, things like that. So I think it's just like a nice tag they put on to just a general license to create content under their brand. Makes sense. Uh, not that I care, but it makes sense. Um, you do care. It's the Kardashians. True, I guess, in some weird subconscious way. I, I care so much. Um, Moving on. Yes, thank you. This is a good uh, exception. I like what I see. Yes, I'm excited about this. Uh, we have some FX network announcements, which is exciting. Man, they own uh, everything. They do. They literally own everything, except for Showboy's podcast. So, Walt, if you're out there and you're listening, you're looking for a podcast, we will sell our souls to you for a nominal fee. Just saying. Uh, you can email us at showboyspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Just for a yeah. little less than what Spotify paid for Rogan. That's that's about where I want to I mean, settle. I don't want to go on a low ball it, you know. Not that much less. But we'll cut you a deal. Just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. FX uh, lately has been kind of a sleeper powerhouse for some good show content. Um, of course, we talked about earlier our love for the show Atlanta, which it was announced that they will be getting a new season, which we've kind of known about. But when is the big question? All right. I, right. I still don't know if we know that. Pause. Mini rant here on old Donald here. So there is potentially Donald being Lando. We have a new season of Atlanta. He's supposed to be making an album. He's probably making another like short film with Rihanna in the Bahamas. What <laughs> a short what film musical. Is, yeah, what is actually when are we actually going to get any of this stuff? Like at this point, I just need something. Um, but preferably the album should drop before any of this even comes to light. I mean, I would Good hope Lord. so. That's been in the oh works for forever, but yeah, I'm Donald, <sighs> Donald, man, if you're listening, bro, it's hard being a genius. I know, but we need, we need some more Atlanta. I need to know. I only have one season of Community left. How am I going to see your face? Even though you're not much in this last season, I hope you come back. I mean, Spoilers. what what are you what are you and Paperboy doing once you get off that plane, bro? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. That can <sighs> be an episode too. We'll just we'll yes. just cover Donald Glover global <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah, global content exactly. Uh, man, but yeah. If you haven't seen Atlanta, I can't recommend that show enough. It's so good. Um, and you have plenty of time to catch up because we have no idea when uh, 
when that'll ever come out. Uh, and yes, Dave, correct. Another great show on FX. Uh, not not in, in any of these Disney Investor Day announcements, but a really good show that you should also watch. Um, however, it was announced that uh, there will be a new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they got the Rick and Morty treatment. Uh, they got renewed for four seasons, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh boy, what do you think Sign about? Up. What do you think about uh, those like gigantic renewals like that? Was there is, has there been a gap, or have they been steadily doing uh, Always Sunny seasons? I couldn't tell you. I I haven't okay. really watched that show. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah those. I mean, that's just them kind of putting putting the cards on the table and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pump out some seasons here and not leave people hanging." Yeah. Got to find the um, ne- the next Simpsons. <laughs> That'd be an interesting one to do. Charlie also Disney owned theories. by Disney. <laughs> yep, and I'm telling you, everything's owned by Disney except for Showboys Podcast. But we will definitely join the umbrella if you'd let us um we had some announcements of some fx things that will be added to hulu such as the old man with jeff bridges american horror stories uh and a new anthology series which piques my interest because anthology uh called platform which sounds interesting um we have a new taiko watiti comedy about native american teens called reservation dogs which is sounds like it's going to be hilarious but also i just said a play on reservoir dogs interesting yes it is and if you look up like an image of it it's like (laughs) literally the same image um nice yeah uh interestingly enough uh pretty much the whole crew is they are Native American or Indigenous peoples, however you would like to say it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, then we have Why the Last Man possibly joining, uh, and then a show called Shogun, uh, which will have Justin Marks and Rachel Kondo, and is based on James Clavell's novel. Um, but probably, again, saving the biggest announcement for last uh, one that I am actually super excited for and one that I would assume would probably pique your interest is the Alien TV series, which uh, will be done by Noah Hawley, um, which is the creative genius behind the Fargo series and Legion. And Ridley Scott will be there to support him. And this is supposed to be set in the not-too-far future here on Earth. So really interested to see how this is going to play out. What are your thoughts? Mm, I'm really hoping they just go, like, balls to the wall. And it's just aliens tearing humans apart. Yeah, the the, the not-too-far future and being on Earth kind of makes me wonder how they're going to tie the alien aspect into the series you know yeah they've done, they've done some stuff like that like alien vs predator was present day so they'll be able to stretch it they'll be cool though yeah definitely interesting i i've enjoyed uh as i've mentioned in past episodes uh, i love fargo 
and um, I need to watch that. Yeah, each season of Fargo that I've seen has been vastly different and very unique and creative. So I'm excited to see Noah's take on Alien uh, and how he does this series. Um, A little bit of Fastbender, maybe? Probably not. That would be dope. You never know, man. You never know. Um, But I don't think they... I didn't really see a date attached, but, um, yeah, hopefully that's somewhat soon. Oh, man. I think we're getting close here. We'll just kind of fly through the next stuff. Um, We had some National Geographic announcements, some documentaries. Uh, The first one, oh, man, I'm totally going to butcher this. (laughs) Coast 2? Coast 2? Yeah. So I totally butchered like, that. I apologize. Costo, like plateau. Oh, maybe it's Costo. Costo, yeah, I, like plateau. There you go. I should have let you do it from the start. Man, look mm-hmm. at you. Genius, uh, the new installment about Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Secrets of Wales. Secrets a of Wales. Life. A real a bug's real life. Bug's life. Whoa. Nature documentary. Now, now we're getting into the good stuff. America go. the Beautiful, Limitless, Chris Hemsworth doing crazy body things. Whoa. I mean, who doesn't want to see that? Uh, I guess nobody, everybody. Um, how do I answer that? <laughs> You're taking that name. I did not know. Darren Aronshkoffy? Aronshkoff? Whoa. Will Smith series. Yes, a journey to unlock the secrets of this planet's most extraordinary and unexplained phenomena. So, um, that sounds crazy. Um, Who knows what that will actually be about. Um, But of all the National Geographic stuff, uh, aside from a real bug's life, that, that Will Smith series right there sounds pretty interesting. Next, we have some Disney Plus series uh, that were announced, and shockingly, it's all regurgitated Disney IPs. <laughs> the Mighty uh, Ducks are back. That's right. I feel like that's uh, been regurgitated like four times now. Yeah, I'm telling you, Disney is the Nintendo of TV. Uh, we got a Tur- and Turner and Hooch series. Uh, Big Shot, uh, a series about a girls' high school basketball team. This one's going to have John Stamos in it, so ooh, sign me up. Um, the Mysterious Benedict Society. I'm going to stop uh, you right there. Okay. Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Um, so when you say <laughs> Benedict, <laughs> when you say when I saw Benedict there, I thought Ben Cumberbatch. And then yeah. I thought back to something I forgot to say earlier about Star Wars. Not to insert <laughs> Star Wars stuff into here. This Thrawn. Late in the game. Thrawn, yeah. So rumor has it that he could be Thrawn in future Star Wars stuff. That's awesome. And just wanted to throw there we go. There. Just just continuing the, the Marvel tie-ins. Because, of course, yes. Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. I like the Doctor Stranges. Those are I like that Marvel side of Marvel. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast. 
Gaston focused. Luke yeah, Evans. Yeah, this this actually sounds kind of cool because you know Luke Evans, Josh Gad played Gaston and Lafeu in the live action Beauty and the Beast, so they were pretty funny. So I wouldn't mind watching a show about that. It might be interesting. Don't forget that guy's name is Luke Evans. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, he's actually a good, a really good singer. Did not see that coming. I could see it. S- Swiss Family Robinson. What's that? Yeah. Percy sure. Jackson, The Olympians, a series. That's interesting. Yes. Interesting indeed. Disney interesting. Films. Look Disney at this. Films. Nice little, con- little concise list here. It looks like some new stuff some of the usual stuff Ooh, a, a third movie of something yikes yes that's a yikes for that one if we're thinking of the same thing uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah to start us off i think this the first announcement here excites a, a certain demographic of people uh, a, a hocus pocus sequel that should be interesting i actually enjoyed the original hocus pocus when i was a child so i don't know i might check that one out uh we have a zach efron movie three men and a baby and uh hello zach efron so sign me up uh and then we have three new sports movies based on the lives of one chris paul one Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I even watch sports. I watch the sports balls, and I know who Giannis is, and I can still never say his name. Uh, but everyone knows who Giannis is, um, except for you, because you don't watch sports ball. Um, and then uh, Keenan Lowe. So yeah, there you go. Uh, what what other movies we got here? Let's see here. Flora and Ulysses? Young comic fan and her superpowered squirrel sidekick. That was not that did not read out how I expected it. Um, <laughs> updated version of Creeper by the Dozen. Creeper <laughs> by the Dozen. <laughs> uh sign me up for Creeper by the Dozen though. <laughs> That's not that sounds cool. But yeah, Cheaper by the yes. Dozen. Uh, so this one's starring... ver- so that's just that's just a remake then, right? Yes, uh, except Gabriel Union is playing the uh, the lead here. So, um, yeah, gender race swap here, I believe. Um, my wife loved the Cheaper by the Dozen movie, so I'm sure we'll watch this. Um, did you ever see Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think it, I think it was kind of a staple of that generation you know so could definitely see watching us or watching that um yes i definitely have have. yes 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 yeah i have a slew of animated movies we have a diary of a wimpy kid animated movie a new ice age adventures of buck wild and an animated night at the museum Hmm. and here is our our long awaited mr robot reference i hope rami makes an appearance because he was hmm. K- King Tut, I believe, in the Night of the Museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad it's animated. Uh, I know, right? They can just draw his crazy beady eyes. Uh, man, we haven't made a Mr. Robot reference in a long time. 
I know. As long we need overdue. to. We just need to. I guess we need to re. We need a companion series. That one. Bro, do not tease me. Okay, keep going. Chippendale okay. Rescue <laughs> Rangers. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Wait, is yeah. that a? So this is this is a, a film. Uh, yes, I believe live so. action. I mean, this is under Disney Films, so I'm going right. to assume. Well, I guess. Well, I guess you, you have an animated movies thing. So this is live action. Uh, I don't. I think it's also animated. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Pinocchio. the Pinocchio film with Tom Hanks is live action. I could see that. Is he going to voice yeah. everybody? <laughs> it's just Tom Hanks' face deep faked on every character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the female characters, he talks in like a high pitch, like girl voice. Yeah. Basically, Pinocchio's voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Disenchanted sequel to Enchanted, Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't. We can't forget about Peter Pan and Wendy. Oh, that should I be interesting. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the announcement that we've been long awaiting, the highly anticipated Sister Act three with Whoopi <sighs> Goldberg. Man, the only thing that could be better is Sister Act like five. <laughs> Sister Act Zero. The actual movie. My favorite. Jungle Cruise, July 2021. Lion King live action prequel. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, breaking. I, I hate that we call Lion King live action because it's all CGI. There's nothing live about Lion King. <laughs> yeah, it's right. That's a tricky but one. Little Mermaid. Is actually going to be live action, which could be interesting. Yeah, I, I always, I always do enjoy the movies they choose to rehash, like songs or where they take different direction. Um, actually, um, for Mulan is now on Disney Plus for mm-hmm. free. It's just in the pool of everything. Watch that the other night. Nice. Not a musical. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised, and and I enjoyed that. Um, I like the first one, obviously, but uh, the new one's good. I liked it. it. It's completely different, though. Nice. I haven't seen it. Uh, so I'm always in. So the girls yeah, have watched the original Mulan, but I don't. We haven't seen the live action one yet. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's different, but it's good. Um, so I always like to see when, when and where they decide to say, "Hey, we're gonna just gonna do like every scene, every song, rehash," or we're gonna not do that at all, or somewhere in between. Because like the Lion King was more or less a rehash, though they did botch my favorite scene from that um, <laughs> in the in the live action one. What scene was that? It it's the uh, be prepared. Like when all the hyenas and Scar are mm. doing their song and dance, that was really they kind of just like really watered down that song and just did a quick little two mm. minute version of it. It's That's supposed sad. to be like very grandiose and epic as it was in the animated one, right? Yeah. Uh, so then we had some Disney animation announcements, uh, which these ones kind of actually excite me. Um, I've seen a trailer for this Raya and the Last Dragon movie, 
we took the girls to go see the second Crudes movie in theater, and they showed a trailer for Ray and the Last Dragon, and it looks <laughs> awesome. It looks so cool. Um, but this is slated to be released actually in theaters and for a charged price on Disney Plus, like at the same time. Uh, mm. So that's kind of cool. But uh, this is supposed to be released May 5th of 2021. Uh, so hopefully, oh. I mean, with this being animated, I don't see why that wouldn't stay on schedule. Go- um, Google imaged it. I like the art that I see. I'm kind of getting a, a Moana vibe here. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Like I'm, if I'm Moana was a ninja, like, and there were dragons. Yeah, right. This is this yeah. looks cool. I like no, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this movie, and I'm going to force my children to watch it, which shouldn't be... Mm-hmm too hard to do because they actually uh, love ninjas so um, one of their favorite shows of this year on netflix is a show called hello ninja which is pretty hilarious actually Hmm. Um, and of course they they love pj masks and uh, that's like a superhero-y ninja-y type show so it shouldn't be that hard to convince them to want to see this movie um, they announced a Baymax series, and he is um, the fluffy guy from Big Hero 6, if you've ever seen that movie, which that movie's pretty cool. You should watch it. Have you seen Super Big Hero 6? Um, no, I haven't, actually. It's pretty good. I that one slipped by me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said Zootopia. Zootopia Plus. What's that mean? It's it's uh, Zootopia Plus on Disney Plus series. Yeah, they just love throwing pluses at the end. Yeah. Uh, huh. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Jason the slo- Jason Bateman the was the yeah was the mm-hmm. fox, bruh. He's and the yeah, dude. of course. How can you forget the sloth at the <laughs> the BMV? I mean, that's perfect. So accurate. Um. Then they announced a Tiana series, and she is um, from The Princess and the Frog. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, a Moana series also should be interesting. Uh, I know my girls will absolutely love watching both of those series. Uh, and then they you know, had a couple announcements here. This one is going to be a little complicated for me to say, but Iwaju is like a science fiction series. So that kind of sounds interesting. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm going to assume it's targeted to the same demographic as everything else, you know, small children. Um, but science fiction always piques my interest. And an Encanto movie uh, called Encanto, uh, about a magical family in Colombia that lives in a magical home. Um, so magical. Yeah magic disney's all about the magic oh look uh, so they yeah, own well, pixar shocking right yeah wow <clears throat> why don't what you, is, why don't you bring little... us home it's our last little yeah. section here what a little section okay shorts that will appear on disney plus doug days about a, about the dog from up oh that sounds fun fall 2021 have you seen have you seen up yeah yeah I like the I like the Doug. I like the you know yeah they, they pick Doug out yeah that's great 
he, you know, he's kind of like, not a meme, but, you know, he's a little he's pop a culture reference. But yeah. Cars, about Lightning McQueen and the Mater. And Mater? Lightning McQueen and Mater? Wait, uh, Pixar. Oh, these are shorts. Okay. Wow. Where's the movie, anyway? <laughs> Win of Lose, middle school softball team. Interesting. Not really. That's just a little shorts. Are these like the shorts mm-hmm. that they throw in with other movies, or are you know? These I like, don't know do that. Do... <clears throat> that last one there, um, I believe, if if I'm remembering correctly, each episode of that short will be from a different character's perspective. So that kind of sounds cool. Um, mm-hmm. I probably won't watch it, but I mean, just that premise is interesting, at least. Uh, but to answer your question, I don't think that, I mean, obviously the first two are taken from movies, but I don't think that right. last one is. You'll like it's about a softball team. Yeah. Do you like the old sports Soul. ball? Soul? Disney it's Plus this Christmas? Very soon. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's that, that movie looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, when's when's the last time you've, You've seen a bad Pixar movie, though. Exactly. They can just throw, like, random words and call them movies, and it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, no, Soul actually does look pretty good. Uh, The trailer's been out for this for a long time. Um, So if you haven't seen it, I'd I'd look it up. It looks like a very touching, heartwarming story. Um, But yeah, it's supposed to be coming out soon. Luca Theaters in June 2021. Turning Red Theaters in March, oh, March 11th, 2022. Very specific versus a far out date. Um, right. <laughs> this, <clears throat> this, this last one here, this is pretty cool. I did not expect this. Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear origin story. That sounds rowdy. Yes. And uh, so Chris Evans is going to be playing Buzz Lightyear in this wow. movie. And uh, from, from what I saw, this is uh, Chris Evans said that this is about the person Buzz Lightyear that the action figure was based off of. Nice. So take that as you will. Um, yeah, Chris Evans, who doesn't love that guy? Everyone loves him. It's kind of sad, though, because, I mean, Tim Allen. Who doesn't love that guy? Right. But, yeah, June 17th, 2022. Uh, Pretty interesting about the hyper-specific dates for movies that we'll be releasing two years from now. Yeah, the 22 dates have specific days, whereas Luca coming (laughs) in June here is just like June. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, uh, so much stuff uh, announced here at the Disney Investor Day. Um, and, you know, obviously this happened, you know, some time ago. Uh, it didn't happen yesterday. Uh, but there was just so much that we kind of wanted to wait until, you know, more details kind of came out about some of these things. And we kind of wanted to wait uh, specifically for, like, the Star Wars 
stuff to kind of flesh itself out since that's kind of really all we're concerned about at this point in time. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so it has this, is this investor day, like a thing that they do every year? This is the first time I've heard of it was this year. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely, there's, they have investor days and lots of companies, especially like media companies like this, they have them just to hype people up. But Disney, this one is especially is kind of hyped up, um, just cause it's one Disney, um, two, they are on an absolute war path, um, as far as everything they own. And with Disney plus now being like firmly cemented in people's lives, um, their viewership and their, you know, their members that are subscribed to that are just growing and growing and growing. So there's a lot of momentum there. So they are just looking to completely capitalize that, make this more of like a, you know, almost like a BlizzCon, you know, not quite to that extent, but the same idea where there's like, Hey, we're just going to throw all this stuff at you, get you hyped, get the details out there, get the rumor mills going, all that kind of stuff and get people excited because we are on the precipice or I think we're on, we're on the precipice of kind of like a second surge of um, streaming wars where we mm. have everybody, you know, I think the first wave there was, you know, everyone versus Netflix kind of thing and everyone trying to catch up with Netflix. Now it's like Netflix is in the ring. Disney's in the ring. HBO is trying to, you know, carve out their slice and, and poor they're Prime about to go is at just it. like sitting in the corner like notice me <laughs> yeah right but but like that's the amazon effect there's like hey we're amazon we're here you you can't avoid us you know yeah use us or don't use us we are still ridiculously rich yeah we still print money <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um but yeah i guess i had never really heard of the investor day because particularly most of this stuff like the big stuff like star wars and marvel news like all that stuff typically is announced in like san diego comic-con but comic-con was not a thing this year obviously because there's a global pandemic raging across the country um so like i wonder if disney kind of used this as their virtual comic-con to get all of their like hypey show and right. movie news out on top of, you know, the, the typical investor information. Yeah. And, and I guess, I guess it is a, maybe a newer thing. There's a lot of weird dynamics going on, especially when it comes to investing these days. So, you know, Netflix, Disney, Amazon, um, they're publicly traded companies. Streaming is a huge chunk of what they do. And it's the most public facing a lot of times. So if they can get, you know, the investors kind of like hyped up to be like, hey, invest in us because our streaming platform is going to dominate in the coming years. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a big it's a big, you know, market mover on that front, which where it hasn't really been in the past, you know. Oh, if, you know, someone announced a Thor movie. <clears throat> so what? But if you if you announce like your next three years are just going to be out of control content wise where you're, you're not going to have subscribers unsubscribing and you're just going to keep getting more. It's a big investor 
detail. Yes. So that's like that that's where all these really like I guess all the show announcements took me by surprise being included in the investor day stuff. Uh because right. that stuff is super hype. Um I mean the Star Wars stuff makes sense, right? Because the majority of it uh the announcements were shows that will be streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, same with the Marvel shows are going to be sh- streaming on Disney Plus, but like a lot of people, the big news for Marvel is like the theatrical releases, right? So that's not like mm-hmm. exactly a Disney Plus like right. exclusive until they you know go to streaming services, then they're exclusive there. But I, I really think like these big announcements like this. That's like Disney's replacement of having like their own Comic Con thing because this stuff would get announced there and it would be super hype. Like everyone would be drooling at the mouth of like, oh my gosh, you see all the like new Marvel shows and Star Wars stuff. Um, but like, you know, DC similarly and like kind of less known had their own version of uh, an investor day or a Comic Con. Um, earlier in the year where they announced like all their DC stuff and they had some big news regarding Warner Brothers and HBO Max and the Snyder Cut and stuff like that and you know they also included a bunch of their like comic stuff in their event I think it was called DC Fandom or something like that Um, but I think you know because of the lack of Comic-Con because of COVID you know we're seeing people like DC and Disney having their own virtual con like streaming cons, you know, which right. I can get behind. Cause, uh, you know, I like getting hyped up about stuff. So keep it coming. I guess I don't know who else would have one because Disney owns everything. So, yeah, that's the other thing <laughs> is that they're just so wide reaching with everything they own. Yeah they might as well just hit that cross the board impact. And even though like the Marvel stuff isn't hundred percent, the Disney plus streaming content, it's still their their doubling down of continuing that universe. And it's just going to further fuel the cycle and get and keep subscribers. That's the main thing. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, uh, that's Disney investor day in a nutshell. You know, two hour nutshell or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, to in a little bit of context, I mean, due to Investor Day, Disney stock jumped from one fifty three to one seventy four, which is uh, a decent Dang, jump there. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Um, so yeah, so I guess in this episode, uh, we've had you know basically two previews of you know, future Showboys brand podcast series. You know, we had obviously our 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 news show that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. You know, we wouldn't be going this deep into stuff, you know. Uh, that's kind of going to be a shorter form podcast. So, you know, <laughs> uh, obviously we wouldn't be taking two hours to dissect all this stuff. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the kind of the vibe that we'll be going for just bringing you reporting you know the announcements and news and film you know shows gaming all that kind of stuff and then 
you know, just right there a few seconds before. We we got a preview of the Stonk Boys. Mm-hmm. Coming. Nick's going to bring you all the latest in stocks and finances. <laughs> Diversifying, will, we are. Def- diversify your bonds. Yes, and podcasts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. You got anything else you want to get out there about Star Wars or Investor Day? Anything? No, nah, it's going to be a big particular? year. It's going to be huge. Huge year. It's going to be great. Um, huge. Biggest. going to be the just, best year. I'll just add at the end, listen to listen or read the uh, Star Wars book, Darth Plagueis. It's no longer canon, but it's not not canon. Just go listen to it. You won't regret it. <laughs> it's no longer canon, but it's not not canon cool <laughs> oh man but okay i have one last thing before we end uh you said it's going to be a good year and i think you're correct it is going to be a great year uh, it's going to be hard to be worse than 2020 uh but on the showboys front uh, in january you know we kind of have some fun and exciting things coming out here uh we have we're gonna have a fun episode with our friend Chad. Uh, we're gonna be talking about you know some of our gaming goals for 2021. Uh, we're gonna be joined by uh, a friend of mine, uh, the host of the Scene Snobs podcast, and like the Nick Fury of the Scene Snobs like channel. Uh, Mick Manhattan himself will be coming on the show, and we'll kind of get to chat with him about his channel and some other fun things. Um, and yeah, we plan on having some other podcasting friends, you know, join us throughout, you know, the first couple months of the year. And we're really excited for you guys to get to hear about, you know, their shows and, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you don't already, uh, you know, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Showboys Podcast. You can find the links to our social media pages and all the podcasting platforms that our episodes are available to stream on on our Linktree page, which is linktr.ee slash Showboys Podcast. Uh, thank you again for listening, and until next time, have a good one. Yes, sir.